Hello, and welcome to the Morning Report. Uh, we forgot to say the name of the podcast the entire episode last time, so this time I'm saying it immediately. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I am all by myself tonight. It's just me. There was some sickness, and uh, Lily is sick and unable to join us. So send good vibes her way, and hopefully we'll hear from her next week. Um, so, instead of giving you a normal episode, since it is just me all by myself, I'm going to read you a story. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed doing that over October, and I'm going to incorporate that a little bit more. So, probably, whenever we're just not able to get together for one reason or another, like this, or, you know, computer issues, or work, whatever, you'll probably get a story instead so, um, if you hate them, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you don't have to listen. If you love them, then I'm so glad, and please continue to listen. So, today, I'm going to read you The Little Match Girl by Hans Christian Andersen. It was written, or not written, it was published in 1845. I guess I'm not positive if, when it was written. But, yeah, The Little Match Girl. It's one of my favorite stories. It's sad, but I love it, and I've loved it since I was a little kid. And um, I hope you love it, too. Most terribly cold it was. It snowed and was nearly quite dark, an evening, the last evening of the year. In this cold and darkness there went along the street a poor little girl, bareheaded and with naked feet. When she left home she had slippers on, it is true. But what was the good of that? They were very large slippers, which her mother had hitherto worn, so large were they, and the poor little thing lost them as she scuffled away across the street because of two carriages that rolled by dreadfully fast. One slipper was nowhere to be found. The other had been laid hold of by an urchin, and off he ran with it. He thought it would do capitally for a cradle when he some day or other should have children himself. So the little maiden walked on with her tiny naked feet that were quite red and blue from cold. She carried a quantity of matches and an old apron, and she held a bundle of them in her hand. Nobody had bought anything of her the whole live-long day. No one had given her a single farthing. She crept along, trembling with cold and hunger, a very picture of sorrow, the poor little thing. The flakes of snow covered her long, fair hair, which fell in beautiful curls around her neck, but that, of course, she never once now thought. From all the windows the candles were gleaming, and it smelt so deliciously of roast goose, for you know it was New Year's Eve. Yes, of that, she thought. In a corner formed by two houses, of which one advanced more than the other, she seated herself down and cowered together. Her little feet she had drawn close up to her, but she grew colder and colder and to go home she did not venture, for she had not sold any matches and could not bring a farthing of money, 
From her father, she would certainly get blows. And at home, it was cold, too, for above her, she had only the roof, through which the wind whistled, even though the largest cracks were stopped up with straw and rags. Her little hands were almost numbed with cold. Oh, a match might afford her a world of comfort, if only she dared take a single one out of the bundle, draw it against the wall, and warm her fingers by it. She drew one out. How it blazed, how it burnt. It was a warm, bright flame, like a candle as she held her hands over it. It was a wonderful light. It seemed really to the little maiden as though she were sitting before a large iron stove, with burnished brass feet and a brass ornament on top. The fire burned with such blessed influence it warmed her so delightfully. The little girl had already stretched out her feet to warm them too, but the small flame went out. The stove vanished. She had only the remains of a burnout match in her hand. She rubbed another against the wall. It burned brightly, and where the light fell on the wall, there the wall became transparent like a veil, so that she could see into the room. On the table was spread a snow-white tablecloth. Upon it was a splendid porcelain service, and the roast goose was steaming famously with its stuffing of apple and dried plums. And what was still more capital to behold was the goose hopped down from the dish, reeled about on the floor with knife and fork in its breast till it came up to the poor little girl, when the match went out, and nothing but the thick, cold, damp wall was left behind. She lighted another match. Now there she was, sitting under the most magnificent Christmas tree. It was still larger and more decorated than the one which she had seen through the glass door in the rich merchant's house. Thousands of lights were burning on the green branches, and gaily colored pictures such as she had seen in the shop windows looked down upon her. The little maiden stretched out her hands toward them when the match went out. The lights of the Christmas tree rose higher and higher. She saw them now as stars in heaven. One fell down and formed a long trail of fire. Someone is just dead, said the little girl, for her old grandmother, the only person who had loved her and who was now no more, had told her that when a star falls, a soul ascends to God. She drew another match against the wall. It was again light, and in the luster there stood the old grandmother, so bright and radiant, so mild, and with such an expression of love. "'Grandmother!' cried the little one. "'Oh, take me with you. "'You go away when the match burns out. "'You vanish like the warm stove, "'like the delicious roast goose, "'and like the magnificent Christmas tree.' "'And she rubbed the whole bundle of matches "'quickly against the wall, "'for she wanted to be quite sure "'of keeping her grandmother near her. "'And the matches gave such a brilliant light "'that it was brighter than a noonday. "'Never formerly had the grandmother "'been so beautiful and so tall.' She took the little maiden on her arm, and both flew in brightness and in joy so high, so very high. And then above was neither cold, nor hunger, nor anxiety. They were with God. But in the corner, at the cold hour of dawn, sat the poor girl, with rosy cheeks and with a smiling mouth, leaning against the wall, frozen to death on the last evening of the old year. 
Stiff and stark sat the child there with her matches, of which one bundle had been burnt. She just wanted to warm herself, people said. No one had the slightest suspicion of what beautiful things she had seen. No one even dreamed of the splendor in which, with her grandmother, she had entered on the joys of a new year. I hope that you enjoyed that story as much as I like it. I know it's sad, I know, but it's it's just, it's so sweet and it's so pretty and I don't know, I love it. And uh, I love you guys. So yeah, check out our social media. We have been, um, we've been posting every day. <laughs> I'm sure you've noticed. We've been very consistent. We're trying to be very consistent moving forward. So hopefully we will. And uh, we'll see you next week. The Morning Report is hosted by Crystal Orpi and Lillian Fournier. Produced by Crystal Orpi. Production assistance from Leo Orpi, Eric Ostendorf, Jennifer Self, and Mary Dempsey. Original music by Elizabeth Trim. Logo artwork by Adam Conklin. Cover artwork by Eric Wright. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Morning Report. <laughs>